Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley with Grant Nicholson. The Sunday partner, Grant Nicholson. Yeah, that guy. A lot of Chris Jones talk tonight, and why not? He's been mentioned as Defensive Player of the Year again by somebody else. Somebody from the NFL Network, somebody I like. A new top 100 is out. It's got Chiefs, seven Chiefs on the list now. Got Chiefs all over the place. We got Chiefs everywhere. Sal Perez, we'll talk some him too. That legend keeps growing. He keeps doing it, bro. He keeps hitting home runs. Five straight. Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com joins us at 6.30. Cuts are being done by the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have to officially be done until 3 o'clock tomorrow. On the NFL transaction wire, they weren't there. They'll make them official tomorrow. But cuts around the National Football League. We get the tweets. We'll get the text. Hey, should the Chiefs sign Bashad Berry and Perryman? No. Let's talk to the Grant a little bit before the show. About this time of year. And uh, we like it. <laughs> Put it this way, we like it. This is football week in college football. I know we had football week last week because we had five games. And Nebraska peed down their leg against Illinois. So that was the interesting thing about last weekend. But it's on, man. All the locals playing this weekend. Missouri, KU, K-State. K-State's down in Dallas. And Jerry's World to play Stanford. This is the best KU's, time of the year, Pink. Yeah, KU's playing Friday night. Central Michigan, Missouri, Saturday. We've got Georgia Clemson this weekend. Are you kidding me? Got Ohio, Minnesota this week. Penn State, Wisconsin. Graham Mertz, Blue Valley Northwest, the quarterback. Or Blue Valley North, excuse me. Not Northwest, sorry, North. Blue Valley North up at Wisconsin. Football week, Graham. Incredible. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for Saturday. Just to see football again on the on the TV. But it's Thursday. It's Friday. It's Saturday. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, just, it's even it Monday, It feels real baby. on a Saturday, you know? Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Sunday, Matt Corral. Good stuff. And then we get the Chiefs the following weekend. Are you kidding me? Pinch me. Is this real? Sal Perez has hit five straight games with a home run. He's got 12 in the month now. He just passed Carlton Fisk. Now they're doing this crazy little rule that if you're not at, because he's at 12 home runs as a DH. Home runs is a catcher now coming so through. So they're not with counting the those? I, they're they're not lame. officially. It's not official. But you know what? Still, 
It's Carlton Fist, 37. South Perez has 38. It's still, I mean, we got to roll with it. Johnny Bench at 45. That's the marks. Jorge Soler at 48. Royals mark. These are coming down. South Perez on pace for 47. I think he's going to get there. We'll discuss that in a little bit. The Chiefs roster cuts keep coming down. So they let people know a little bit early. And the waiver wire starts tomorrow and goes for 24 hours if you have four years or less accrued service time in the NFL, then you're subjected to the waiver wire after that. Anybody, and I mean anybody, can sign with anybody they damn well please. That's how the NFL rolls. The Chiefs do have the the uh, fortunate uh, advantage of having, well, all the teams do, 16 men on the practice squad, which is huge. You'll see the practice squad still filling up. And you might see guys from other teams, guys that you didn't count on through the regular season or through the preseason might end up on somebody else's practice squad or the Chiefs had their eyes on somebody else, what they typically do. You'll see some fresh names probably on this list. Again, they could protect up to four guys or each week. You can protect those guys from any team poaching them. Six guys could have two years or more accrued service in the NFL. Hence, Darwin Thompson could end up back on the practice squad because he was one, probably the center focus of who was cut today by the Kansas City Chiefs. It was going to be tough for him to make this team. It was pretty evident. The running backs are going to be Clyde, Daryl, and then Jarek McKinnon doing what he's been able to accomplish. Look how good he looked in St. Joe and through the preseason, all that NFL experience. I know Darwin has a little bit as well. I like Darwin Thompson. Hope he catches on somewhere. Who knows? You need to get the Ravens out there putting J.K. Dobbins on the IR today. That means if you're put on the IR before the 53-man set, done for the year. Done for the year. If you get on the 53, you can come back after three weeks and limited players can come back now. Used to be one, designated, then two. Now it's unlimited, which is the way it should be. Zane Anderson um, released, according to uh, KC star Sam McDowell today. Chiefs also waived Dalton Schoen, another Kansas City product, this time Blue Valley Northwest, per uh, Herbie Teope. Darius Shepard was cut uh, by uh, Sam McDowell, was on that from the KC star. He's an interesting guy. His dad, Lou. Played the Blue Springs when I played at Oak Park. He played at Blue Springs, so I knew his dad a little bit. RIP his dad, Lou Shepard, but he was always a great player and a good dude. Chiefs waved Damone Harris, according to Herbie Teope. Amari Cobb waved, according to Sam McDowell. Austin Edwards on the defensive line waved by Herbie Teope. And keep in mind, these aren't official because they have not put it in yet. They put it in tomorrow, but it uh, looks like they're, they're getting waved. Devon Key, a lot of people talking about him. He was the all-time leading receiver at Western or a tackler at Western Kentucky. He was showing flashes at training camp. Obviously, those preseason games, he was a little bit slow on the ball on a few different times. Also, uh, lineman Wyatt Miller per Herbie Teope. Maurice French with two Fs, one capitalized, one not. Sam McDowell, KC star. Derek Gore. Everybody likes some Derek Gore. Did you see Derek Gore on that screenplay? 56-yard touchdown. Prime practice squad candidate will be Derek Gore. And then, of course, Darwin Thompson waved by the Kansas City Chiefs as well. This one's fun. Well, it's not fun for these guys to get a cut, but this one, it's real. And you'll start seeing the practice squad start to form up that 16-man practice squad the Kansas City Chiefs have. I can't wait for that. But really, Brett Veach, and he said this during the Chiefs television broadcast on the Chiefs television network uh, when that game was on uh, – NFL Network, they, they showed it, and also uh, KSHB TV 41 here in Kansas City Friday night. They had Brett Veach in the booth. And I always like kind of one of the GMs and coaches. Now, sometimes it's all 
you know, it, it, it's homemade stuff or hometown stuff or whatever, but sometimes you really get something. I'll never forget you know, taking this cut from John Dorsey and how he views football as business, not personal. Used that quite a bit in his first year in Kansas City. Well, this is Brett Veach now on what he says as far as putting this roster together. Our personnel staff, I mean, they certainly watch a lot of tape, and any chance we get to make this roster 1% better, we will. Um, you know, we have a good roster, um, but I don't think anyone in our staff thinks we're perfect. We can get better. Um, you know, our staff has been putting our, our board together just like we do our draft board. Uh, Mike Pergonzi has kind of led that deal there, and, and every afternoon I go in there, there's there's new names and new guys to watch. And, um, you know, we have some guys that I think may be of interest to other teams, and, you know, we'll be looking, and I'm sure they'll be looking, and, you know, we'll get together in the next uh, 48, 72 hours. And, and again, if, if we can make our roster 1% better, we'll, we'll go out there and do it. So make the roster 1%, and you hear that. They're already working on their board. All right, let's put the board together. Like they do with the draft. Let's put the board together on who you want. And also these scouts are looking at other teams. You know, the Chiefs were in that position where they used to, well, they look at Seattle quite a bit with John Schneider. It's where you get Spencer Ware. It's where you get Ron Parker. A lot of guys got teams off. Remember Marcus Cooper when he ended up being a Kansas City Chief. A lot of times guys find teams, guys that just cut teams because of depth. There's our team is looking at some of the Chiefs' talent. They're sitting around. They're waiting in the weeds looking for the Chiefs to make cuts, to kind of bolster their roster. You find out where a team is strong, where they're deep, and find guys that can't quite cut that roster. Maybe they plan on putting them on the practice squad. You plan on putting them on the 53. A lot of things can change this time of year. Just ask Ryan Lilja. With the two Super Bowls, won one with the Colts. He was on the Chiefs practice squad. Colts poached him, put him on their active roster. These things do happen in the NFL, and I expect them to happen tomorrow. They'll be looking at teams. Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer this morning. He said that there was teams interested in LDT. Got a no-trade clause in his contract. We'll see what happens. Could end up staying right here in Kansas City. Of course, he's injured now with the hand. But there's going to be deals to be made. I remember a few years ago, you know, Parker Anger to Dallas for Servarius Ward, who's been a starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. So good things can happen, but this is what happens when you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You always have to take care of him. you got to take care of him with talent around him. But teams are looking at the Chiefs roster. Here's Brett Veach from Saturday Night on the Chiefs Television Network. It's funny because when we first started, I mean, there were a handful of teams that um, we certainly monitored and watched and certainly feel like the kind of roles are reversed right now and and teams are watching us. But that's a good problem to have. But like I said, um, we're not a finished product yet. We can get better. And our young guys have a long way to go. And and I certainly think there's still room for us to, to get better. Translation, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. I think they're pretty happy with their roster construction at this point. But again, there's going to be roles filled with guys from other teams. That's why scouts go to other games. They watch other players. Again, is this team deep? Are they not deep? It's what teams go do when it's in the National Football League. You always find and make your roster better. Now, I like the situation Brett Beach is sitting in. Again, I think he's checked all the boxes. He's great with contracts. He's great on undrafted free agents, Byron Pringle, Darrell Williams, you name it. Good on trades. Parker Anger, Shavarius Ward worked out for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Frank Clark brought him a world championship, a Super Bowl. And then, hell, he tucked the Bravens into trading Orlando Brown. The PC needed a left tackle. So, yes, A-plus on that end for Brett Veach. But it's about finding these diamonds in the rough, and this is one of the areas he's really, really good at, finding these guys to come in, be on the roster, and moved forward with them. I like the situation. I like the setup. And I know it's getting way too far ahead of myself, but let's face it. 
they bolstered the offensive line. That was last year's project. They've been building linebacker cores by pieces like Willie Gay last year, Nick Bolton this year. First round is setting up this year two directions, man. Bear with me for a second, Grant. Defensive back or wide receiver? We might be talking get that wide receiver in the first round. It's getting to that point. I know we can look at the waiver wire. How about you know bringing this guy in, that guy in, or who can step up and be the number two? Uh, you know they could go out and get like a Juju Smith-Schuster, Steinbeck, Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. Kansas City was obviously very interested in Juju Smith-Schuster. Didn't come to fruition. But again, what kind of contracts he going to be looking at forward? But you know where you can go on the cheap. Get cheaper by getting the first-round talent at wide receiver. And, oh, by the way, the five-year commitment. Four-year contracts for other players, five years with the fifth-year option for first-round picks. It's a beautiful thing. But I think we might be talking that next year. Who's the wide receiver that's going to be available at pick 32, though? But that, see, that's the <laughs> it's the It's always a great question. Late the, we're going to be drafting late in the round. That's all I'm saying. And get the top pick in the second round at wide receiver. It does happen. There are good receivers drafted late. What, Antonio Brown was like a fifth or sixth-round pick? Tyreek Hill, fifth-round pick. You can You're find, not wrong. You're not you can, wrong. How about uh, um, DK Metcalf? You know, guys like that don't go in the first round. So you can't find good wide receivers. But I think it's going to be replenished the weapons for Patrick Mahomes. And if you don't feel confident in the draft, like I don't think they felt confident in the draft this year at left tackle, you can swing a deal or bring in a free agent. Chiefs were riot active on that. Joe Tooney. Come in here. They tried for Trent Williams. Didn't work out. But then they trade for a younger version of Trent Williams and get Orlando Brown, who could get to that stature someday in the National Football League. Coming up next, though, Brett Veach said something that's very interesting for those Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of his uh, mission statement, his philosophy on building this roster. Again, it's roster building time for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk to Ron Kopp at 630 about just that. But Brett Veach said something made my ears perk up even more than those cuts Saturday or Friday night. We do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Big at Night. Ron Kopp, arrowheadpride.com at 630. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. All right, who's, here's who I would take. Don't know if he's going to be around there in the 30s. Probably 20... 
25 you, at this you point. You looked up wide receiver prospects? No, year? no, it's a guy I really like. Traylon Burks. He's huge. 6'3", 225, down at Arkansas. Now he elevated to 51 catches last year, led the Razorbacks. But again, that size, you know, that X receiver, that size, it plays, and I think he's a first-round talent. They already put him on the Belitnikoff watch list, so I like Traylon Burks. I mean, Chris Olave is going to be there, but probably He'll be drafted before. Yeah. I like Pickens at Georgia, but he tore his ACL. Uh, George Pickens did last year. So and he's in the rehab process at this point. But again, no big deal. You, you kind of look past those things. But again, 6'3", 225 pounds. It's a good fit. See how he runs the 40. It all comes down to that, doesn't it? All comes down to how you run the 40. Talking about Brett Veach, who stood out to me on the Chiefs uh, television network on Friday night. Told you he talked there about the roster construction and, you know, look out. You never know who's going to be on the team or not. I love this answer. He was asked basically how they're going to operate every single year. Like, what's the modus operandi of Brett Veach in the Kansas City Chiefs? I interviewed him a couple years ago. With, well, I've interviewed him several times. One time was at the draft because I wanted to know if he leaned on a scouts. Like, maybe Dorsey leaned on him when he was a scout because he comes from – well, he's made his way up. You know, back in Philadelphia at the Andy Reid, they put him in SEC scouts. Eventually, he comes here. What a great front office the Kansas City Chiefs had there for a while. They had three GMs. Obviously, John Dorsey's not a GM right now, but they had Dorsey, Chris Ballard, and, of course, Brett Veach all in the same department. It was a uh, it was money. The front office was absolute money. But here's uh, Brett Veach talking about how they're going to operate going forward. We certainly understand that um, what we have in 15. And, you know, I think the cool thing of, of having a, a player like Pat, uh, you know, really a, a once-in-a-generational type talent, and, you know, our, our mindset and mode is is every year is a year with him. Um, we operate like that, and if we see a deficiency, I mean, we're going to be aggressive, and um, we're not going to look to... Um, to just put a Band-Aid on the problem. We're going to go out there and be aggressive, um, be bold, make moves, and and, and know that um, if we surround 15 with enough talent, we'll have a chance to win the Super Bowl every year. That's that's the key. That's the only thing you have to worry about. I remember talking about it with the, when it was a rookie GM. You know about this with Patrick. you got to you got to keep the weapons plenished. Well, there was a deficiency on the offensive line. We all saw it. They saw it. I mean, obviously, what the Chiefs did. Complete overall. You don't see teams <laughs> that go to the Super Bowl, let alone back-to-back Super Bowls, flip their offensive line. Like the Chiefs did, and the trust to go forward looks like with three rookies. Doesn't happen, but that was a deficiency. Not only that, Patrick Mahomes is going to turn 26 next month. Everybody's under contract on Patrick Mahomes in his 30s. That's right, his 30s. Dirty 30s, man. They got him. The foundation's been poured. The concrete's trying. It's looking good. They got to build the house. Well, Travis Kelsey was already here. Tyree Kill. Don't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about the tight end. But you do have to worry about, you know, Travis's Kelsey replacement. Coming forward, you know, they go out and draft Noah Gray from Duke. I still don't think they're done at the tight end position, to be quite honest with you. Personally, I want Tommy Trimble, Notre Dame. He's at uh, Carolina now. He's going to be an absolute star, guaranteed absolute star. But regardless, you got to fill these positions. One of these positions is wide receiver, always getting younger and more talented at the wide receiver. You have a thoroughbred at quarterback. You've got the number one quarterback in the NFL. You have the number one player in the NFL, top 100. The players voted him the best player in the National Football League. Give him weapons. Clyde Edwards-Alaire comes in as the running back, first-round pick two drafts ago. See how Clyde develops this year. He had 1,100 yards all-purpose last year, missed three football games. See how well he does, because he, too, is going to benefit from this offensive line, not just Patrick. That defensive back, 
those would be the two areas. If you ask me right now, with the Chiefs will be looking at, but this is the fun part. And he said it right there. You have Patrick Mahomes, and then you build around him. That's all you got to do. It sounds simple, but it is simple. What do you think the Steelers have done with Big Ben? He's been there, and everything else rotates around. Remember Heinz Ward, the boss, all those guys? Eventually they left. They kept winning. I know last year was weird. They were 11-0, but maybe it was a bit false, to be honest with you. A bit false, to be honest with you, as we saw down the stretch. But the Patriots, same thing. Tom Brady, build around him. You know, he won Super Bowls with guys like Troy Brown, Deion Branch. Deion Branch went elsewhere to Seattle. Didn't work out. You know, they bring in Randy and Wes and everybody else. Didn't win rings with those guys, but they brought them in. And then Edelman and everything else going forward. The one piece that was constant was Tom Brady. That was the one piece on the roster that you could always count on. But the Chiefs have that statue in Patrick Mahomes. Now it's just building the house around the furniture, so to speak. The hard part's already done. This is the getting Patrick Mahomes is the hard part in the NFL draft. It's what other teams are shooting for. They have the hard part done. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. 100%. Does it concern you at all that they didn't win a lot of Super Bowls when the Patriots invested in that position? They won six of them. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. They <laughs> didn't win one when they went after Randy and they had no, all those No, Randy never brought him a ring. Hall of Famer never brought him a ring. He was undefeated. He was part of that undefeated season. Credit old Spags for stopping it, right, with the Giants. That's why he's here. All right, this guy's Patriots kryptonite. Let's bring him in. The Chiefs played things smart. They're not like the Ravens who trade their left tackle to the Chiefs who need a left tackle. And oh, by the way, we would have beat the Chiefs. Well, <laughs> now they got Gus Edwards running the show. Gus is a good running back, but come on. He's got 18 catches in the last three years. They're going to increase the role J.K. Dobbins. He's hurt, obviously, at this point. Which yeah, I'm sure the Chiefs aren't crying about. They hate seeing injuries like that. I hate seeing injuries like that. J.K. Dobbins is a guy I would love to have on my fantasy team. But, of course, there's no rush in fantasy football leagues. Like all you people drafting between week two and three of preseason, and now somebody's hurt, you have nobody to blame but look in the mirror and look at yourself because that's the problem, you. You have, you have two weeks. That was Two aggressive. weeks to do it. You were upset. No, I, I mean, aggressive. I'm just saying all these people complain. Well, God, I drafted ETN. You're an idiot. Just wait it out. Have your fantasy football draft after the final preseason games and go. Because we're all curious. How are they going to treat third preseason games? You know what we saw in the NFL? A lot of starters that didn't play in the preseason actually played in that game. Like Josh Allen hadn't sniffed the field, played in that game. We saw more and more starters play in that game. Because teams realize, hey, they get two weeks off now. They get two weeks off going forward. Which it was just kind of a bye. This whole offseason has been a bye week for Andy Reid. He's 25 and 5, including the postseason after buys. <laughs> 19 and 5, opening games. Patrick Mahomes, 10 and 0 in September. Yeah, it's looking good, man. Things are looking good on paper. Of course, they got to play the games. Let's go to Steve in Kansas City. 913 576 7610 is the phone number. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, Binkley? Thanks for taking my call, brother. Enjoying the show so far. Thanks for calling. Hey, man, so here's my deal. And, you know, I recognize the greatness of what Andy Reid has done since he came to Kansas City. And I'm actually from Philly, so I got to see his tenure there with the Eagles. And he did a lot of great things with the Eagles there, Super Bowl appearance, so on and so forth. But with this offseason alone, I think the number one thing going into it, besides left tackle, was going to be receiver, that number two receiver spot. Now, we know they tried to get Juju Smith-Schuster, and he decided to go back. They made an effort. 
Yeah, they made an effort, man. But it's just scary going into the season. And I know teams are still cutting down to 53, and we got till tomorrow afternoon, and maybe something will happen there, maybe a surprise cut or two because it always happens in the NFL. But, you know, golly, man, if Tyree comes up with a hamstring, are we really dependent on Hardman and, and Pringle? And I like P- Pringle, and I like uh, Robinson. But, you know, Hardman, it's just that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, you know, well, this is where Steve. This is where you rely on. The, this is where you rely on the quarterback elevating talent again. As I've always talked about, great quarterbacks. Listen, you still need great receivers. Like Peyton Manning took a Brandon Stokely, Jacob Tammy to a certain level, but he had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, right? Yep. Joe Montana had John Taylor and Jerry Rice. I mean, guys, Marino, Duke, or Clayton. Yeah, they elevate the talent of other people, like Mahomes did with Albert Wilson. Gets the big contract now. He's on the back of a milk garden. You know what I mean? You expect it, but I will say this. Like, you got to think of Travis Kelsey. I know when we think of number two receivers, you don't think of Kelsey. He was split out more than any other tight end last year. I think the Chiefs are going to keep four tight ends on the roster. I think they really are enamored with running that 14 personnel like they did last week for a touchdown. They really like it. But the bottom line is, Travis Kelsey, since 2016, just going back the last four years, he's got the third most yards in the NFL. He was second in the NFL in receiving yards last year. He led the AFC the year before. That kind of there, that's a quasi, I mean, yeah, he's playing wide receiver tight end. He's doing both, and he does both well. But you got to include Travis Kelsey when we talk number two wide receiver. And you do, and you do. But the thing with Kelsey now is, is, is and, you know, by all standards, he's still that all-pro, Pro Bowl tight end. But, you know, he's, he's, he's on the wrong side of 30. His age is starting to climb. And that's you why they drafted a tight end for the first time since James O'Shaughnessy. No, absolutely, man, absolutely. But, you know, I sat there, and you take Tyreek and Terrell Owens out of it. You know, name me another wide receiver that Andy Reid has really had or drafted or developed. You, you really can't. I mean, what are you going to say, uh, Freddie Mitchell? You know, <laughs> well, I mean, just, but you know what? He won, though. Yeah. He got he wins. Did. I mean, even he with did. Kansas City, even with Kansas City, he's averaging 11.3 wins a year. I had someone call the other day says, I think the Chiefs are going to win nine games. As someone said, not me. He's averaged 11.3 wins with the Chiefs. Four losses, 4.6 losses to be exact, since he's been with the Chiefs. Now they have 17 games. Like to think that he's not going to win at least 12 games is is ridiculous what he does no, every year. He absolutely will. Well, but he guys, keeps me, winning with less talent. That's my point. Before you guys let me go, let me ask you this question, and I'll take it off the air from here. And thanks again for taking my call. Thanks but for let me ask you this question, and it's an honest one. Between. The end of this week, do you think that we add another wide receiver? Do you, do you think that's no. going to be no? no? I mean, so that's it. They, they could for the practice squad. I don't think you're going to see one added that you throw into the top four. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Well, I, I, appreciate you I don't see it, but you know what, though? Sense. Keep an eye on a guy like Byron Pringle. He's gradually getting better and better. He's been in the system. He wears the ring for the Kansas City Chiefs. been in two straight Super Bowls. Caught the first pass in the Super Bowl last year. Keep an eye on guys like that. I think if you ask me what receivers, arrows, which way they point, Tyree Kill's going up. Demarcus Robinson's going straight. McCall Hardman, I can't figure it out yet. I want to say up, but it's straight at this point. Byron Pringle's going up. That arrow's going up. So there's a lot of things to look forward to. They're going to manufacture it. Clyde Edwards-Galaire is going to take a lot of those receptions you thought, and he's going to receive. Why do I say this? Good receiver. 99 running backs have been drafted in the SEC since 2000. 17 first-rounders. Yet in the history of the greatest conference in America, nobody's ran for 1,000 yards and caught 50 catches in a season until 
Louisiana hot sauce, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's the only one to do it. He can and will catch for the Chiefs, and they'll use other tight ends as well. I really think the Chiefs are enamored with the with the hands that their wide receiver group has, and I think it's going to be fun going forward. They're going to manufacture. Just like, um, how about this? Through the preseason, I know it's the preseason. We can say all we want about the preseason. The Chiefs tied the 49ers with 12 sacks. The Chiefs had the most sacks. There was no team that had more sacks in the preseason with the Chiefs. And everybody was always worried. Okay, what are we going to do? What are the Chiefs going to do with the pass rush? Well, they got one. And you know what? They'll manufacture them too. Because we saw corner blitzes this year year with Boodle in the preseason. We saw four straight games with Legereus Sneed getting a sack. Then DeAndre Baker got the sack that he was hurt. This stuff happens. They, They find a way to manufacture the blitz. And Chris Jones... We could be looking at the defensive player of the year. It is that good for the Kansas City Chiefs and Pastors. They'll find other ways to skin the cat. They're too smart. They're too good at what they do. They win too much. They bear Super Bowl rings from two years ago. And, oh, by the way, the most hidden gem in the NFL that nobody talks about, nobody talks about, all the talking heads get on TV, right on ESPN, NFL Network, but they don't. They have all their list, but they don't mention, oh, well, some of them did. I talked to MJD last week, and he brought it up. Well, the Chiefs have the same coaching staff. <laughs> that's unheard of for teams that win in any professional league. Everybody raids the cupboard. They take them. They take these coaches. Anyway, Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com. We'll dissect more of these Chiefs cuts next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producing our next guest, at Ron underscore cop, K-O-P-P. There's a lot of great work over at ArrowheadPride.com, our partner. Stay tuned for him joining us on Arrowhead Pride Radio. Coming to your, uh, to your ears very shortly. What's up, Ron? I'm just trying to recover from Kramer on Twitter talking trash to my fantasy team. You know what? No one should talk trash on fantasy teams, Ron. You know this? I mean, it's like the five years. You know, a team that didn't make the playoffs makes the playoffs. Like, how many people last year thought the Niners were going to be better than they were? They went to the Super Bowl the year before. They were crap last year. They got hurt. 
turn to turn to turn to junk. Same things happens to the Chargers. Wins and losses are tough because someone's always better than we think they are, and someone's always worse than we think they are. Same thing with fantasy, man. Well, you know, to be honest, I don't disagree fully with Kramer because uh, I did mess up a little bit. I took three Cowboys somehow. So uh, besides that, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bank on the Cowboys being the NFC Chiefs this year, I guess. So. Well. The bottom line is, Ron, you had an article up on arrowheadpride.com about the majestical night of one Patrick Mahomes. Like, to me, that offense, you know, they were working on things the first two two games. You could tell. Now, they still ran up a hell of a lot of yards, over 400 against uh, the Cardinals. But they were trying to sink, gel, get the offensive line, you know, in motion, get the wide receivers on the same page as the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was vintage Patrick Mahomes in this last game. But more than that, the offense stepped up and did their job. That's the most important part, that they stepped up with him. He's sitting out there throwing sidearm to Kelsey and everything else. That's what we pay for. Yeah, we all saw it in the Arizona game. It seemed like Mahomes was a little off. And and everyone's, you know, you can admit it, okay? It's okay to admit that he had a little bit of an off night. But after the game on Friday, he actually mentioned that the team, you know, the offensive staff actually took this game a little more serious, maybe not seriously, but they treated it more like a real game. They, they had, you know, mock games in practice, kind of had a better game plan specifically maybe for the Vikings defense. And, and they treated it like a real game. And, and we saw what happens when they treat it like a real game. They come out and, and look perfect. And, and the whole premise of my article is that every dropback, he, he went eight for nine, so he did have an incompletion. But even the incompletion seemed like a really smart play in my eyes. It was actually he, he stepped up in the pocket, looked, you know, had good pocket presence on that play. We've seen in the past him drift back a little too far, try to go outside the tackles. That play had great uh, pocket presence, stepped up into the pocket, and then threw it away out of the end zone when no one was open instead of maybe trying to scramble, maybe try to make a play when there wasn't something there, especially in the preseason. That's a really smart play. So that was kind of why I, I, I wanted to highlight that because Mahomes really did have a flawless night. You know, every one of his dropbacks resulted in a positive play, uh, you know, according to, you know, what could have happened, I guess, as the alternative had a hard count that got someone off sides. And then obviously the beautiful throw, throws we saw. Yeah, Pat's ready ready for the season. He looked mid-season form, as you could say. And, uh, yeah, now we got two weeks to wait for him in, in regular season form. No question about it. But when you look at the offensive line, even he, Patrick said after the game he didn't think he was touched in that game. He's barely touched in this preseason. Again, the lack of penalties from the offensive line. Heck, heck they went in his last game. A um, little bit different this game, but it went 52 snaps with the starters in. Without them. That's who they are. That's who Tooney is. That's who Orlando Brown is. These guys aren't penalized guys, and they don't give up sacks. But to me, that was the offensive line's best performance. Well, yeah, I, I did see. I, I think you're right, maybe. Um, I did see some a little, a couple plays where, like, a, for instance, on one of the first run plays of the game, uh, Trey Smith got blown off the ball by Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, kind of into the backfield, disrupted uh, the running back's pass, and, and kind of resulted in a shorter game than maybe it could have been. And then also there was a, a it was actually the hard count play, and maybe this had something to do with it. Maybe Brown wasn't, you know, he saw the guy go offside, who wasn't in the greatest position, but Brown actually had a little too high of hand placement. Defender got around him, and if Mahomes didn't let go of it when he did, he probably would have got killed. So there's a couple plays in there, but overall, you mentioned Tooney. Tooney has just been lights out nails. I mean, he doesn't let anyone buy him. It's, it's pretty evident. Just He's kind of a, almost a boring player just because of how easy he makes it look. You know, Trey Smith's an exciting player, right, because he puts people into the ground and, and he has all that, you know, talks about the violence. But Tooney's so boring because, like I said, he makes it look so easy. He's just – no one's getting by him, but he's just – he's standing there firm, you know, has a great anchor. So, 
Yeah, I'm excited about this offensive line, but they're definitely going to get a real test in week one. That's, that's going to be the real test for them against Cleveland. Yeah, it came together. Of course, the big story of the offseason or the preseason has been about the defensive line. You know what? They got 12 sacks in the preseason. No team in the NFL got more preseason sacks than the Kansas City Chiefs. They were tied with the Niners. Everybody talks about that front that they have. Well, the Chiefs tied them in sacks. So they feel pretty good about the defense going forward. It's cut down day now. Well, it's got to be done by 3 o'clock tomorrow. All the NFL cuts. They're not officially on the transaction uh, report at this point. But we've seen the list of names. Arrowhead Pride's got a nice tracker there. If you want to track uh, who's been released and who's credited for, for finding out that, like Sam McDowell, Herbie Teope, you name it, you know, finding out the guys are released or not. The biggest name, I guess, is Darwin Thompson. Here's the thing, Ron. There was never really a place for Darwin. He could still end up here on the practice squad because you could put guys with two or more years in the NFL on that unless he's poached by another team. Waiver wire starts tomorrow. Yeah, I think the Darwin cut really tells you that the Chiefs are confident that the Clyde and Darrell Williams, they both are a little banged up. Darrell with concussion protocol, Clyde with his ankle, just a little uh, twist, I guess. They must feel good about their health because I, I, I can't imagine they would let Darwin uh, you know, get to the waiver wire free uh, if they didn't feel good about Clyde and Darrell being available week one. You know, running back position, you, know, you need a few of them. You can't just have the one in Jarrett McKinnon. And so I think that, that tells you that they feel good about Clyde and Darrell. It also, I think, tells you that they're cool with three running backs. They think they still want a practice squad back. You'd think so. And I don't think they care if it's Darwin Thompson or Derek Gore. I think they could, I think they could pick either one of those guys and be kind of comfortable with one of those guys being on our practice squad. Gore showed a lot this preseason. Gore was really impressive to me, especially on that long screen pass in the Friday night game. Man, he read those blockers really well, especially at first. But then even in the open field with the receivers blocking downfield, I feel like he really used his vision well, and that was super impressive to me. You don't always see running backs, you know, read their blocks super well, especially on screen. Sometimes they just try to outrun them, you know, and, and just be the speedy guy, and then obviously, you know, you outrun your blockers, and then the defense can get you. So, yeah, I, I think Gore showed out enough to where if they can at least get one of those guys back on the practice squad, and so if there is an injury in the season somewhere and they have to call one of those guys up, they'll feel good about either of them, whether it's Darwin or, or Gore. They'll feel good about either of them. Now, as far as Jerick McKinnon, Here's a guy, I know Daryl Williams, kind of trusted guy you'll see on third down situations this year. Would you be entirely shocked if you saw Jerry McKinnon on a lot of third down plays? No, not at all. No, Jerry has been really impressive. He's actually looked like the player that the Vikings had a few years ago, and that player got a pretty hefty contract from the 49ers when he was a free agent. I mean, there's a reason he got paid so much. He was a really dynamic running back, you know, a good pass-catching back that could kind of do it all. And, and he's shown it this, this camp so far. If he's past that injury and he's closer to what he was back in his Vikings days, man, that's a really good player. And, and honestly, I wouldn't be too surprised if, if he ends up taking Daryl's, you know, in terms of uh, just the total snap count for the season, if Jarek has more running back snaps than Daryl. You know, Daryl's going to have his, his running back, uh, you know, his, his goal line packages kind of things, or short yardage things, so he's a bigger back. And maybe on third downs when they need someone to pass the sack, Daryl's probably going to be the guy that they trust a little more because he's a bigger dude that can block. But, man, I, I, Jared's just such a dynamic player. Who knows? Maybe they do find a, a, a use for him a little more than, than we think, and, and he might be the running back, too, at the end of the year instead of Daryl, as we kind of all assume right now. It, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Those guys are obviously important guys. The Chiefs keep four tight ends. I mean, I think they do. 
Like I think Fortin's made this Fortin's made this roster. Jody has. I think they really like that fourteen personnel they ran Friday night. Yeah, I don't think they run that with the first team offense if, if they're not strongly considering having all four of those guys there. I, I just don't see why. What's the need for it, right? I mean, you're you're putting your first team out there in the preseason to work on certain things to get certain things down, and you know you wasted that opportunity to try goal line play, you know, in fourteen personnel. If you weren't going to try that in a real in a real game, then why even you know why even run that in, in that situation? So I think that indicates to you right there that they want to keep forcing around his special teams ability is really impressed and is definitely going to help him make this roster. And also, I think that the Darwin cut, the Darwin Thompson cut, kind of points to that as well. I think you know where else are you keeping an extra guy if you're if you're not keeping that third run or that fourth running back? I mean, I, I think it makes sense that that kind of equals the fourth tight end now. And so yeah, I I, I definitely think we're going to see some of that 14 personnel sometimes, which is crazy because I, I, if I remember correctly, Andy, they've never run it under Andy. They've never run any four tight end sets with Andy. So it's definitely a new wrinkle, but I think they'll have a little fun with it for sure. Good stuff, Ron. Is there is there something you're looking at as a big surprise? Or how many, let me put it this way. How many of the guys on the 16-man practice squad, which will be elevated this year because two guys from each practice squad can dress out each and every week to bring your rosters up to 55. How many guys do you think are homegrown here now that they had that maybe get poached by another team? I mean, Darwin Thompson could be poached by another team, but he's got to get another 53, or he could go to their practice squad. Assuming, well, I yeah. think he would stay here. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, that's a good point with the Darwin and even the Gore thing. I think uh, another AFC contender, the Baltimore Ravens, just saw their starting running back go down. They need some depth at running back all of a sudden. They've seen Darwin Thompson, you know, with the Chiefs, and – to be honest with you, I know he's not the biggest back, but he kind of fits what the Ravens uh, want. You know, he, he runs hard. He's a guy that's going to try to run through stuff, although there are some, some hurdling things. I don't like to see him as hurdle as much as uh, he has sometimes. Uh, he hurdles a little too much for me. But I, I do think uh, he could be a, a candidate to make the Ravens maybe because they do need some depth. But, yeah, I think he's, he's a talented enough player where I wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked up before he can get back to the practice squad. That's why I think, like I said, they, they're comfortable getting either of them. If, if Darwin's gone, they'll take Gore. You know, if Gore happens to be the guy that's gone and Darwin somehow ends up on the practice squad, they're happy with that too. Ron, I know you like high school football and you fall along. I know you're a coach yourself. Did you happen to catch what happened to uh, IMG Academy, probably the number one team in high school football this weekend? Did you see what happened to them? Man, Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, of, uh, a fake school. Reminds me of what's that movie with uh, Jonah Hill in it where they make up the fake university? Yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of. Uh, I can't I can't believe that uh, that <laughs> they got all the way to be on ESPN as a as a non legit school. I, I can't believe that ESPN made that or you know that was able to pass to where they actually got on the broadcast. And it's been happening for a couple of years, I guess. But yeah, yeah I, I haven't read too far into it, but that is a fun, that is a crazy story. Well, usually Luganville, Tom Luganville knows something about it because the recruiting angle of it. I mean, this team. The, this Bishop Sycamore, this online charter school, were outscored 227 to 42 last year. You know, they, they duped ESPN in the show in this game as a spotlight game. IMG destroyed them. But they had played Friday night. They played Sunday. So they had played two nights before. ESPN didn't know that. Like, how does the, quote, worldwide leader get duped like that? That's the – I mean – these high schools, I've done high school broadcasting for years. You can find out information on each one of these teams. Well, yeah, all it takes is a quick Google search, right? Because if you Google their address, it comes up at some office building, you know, not an actual school. And so, yeah, I mean, I know there's an online school, but I guess that's the justification of that is it is an online charter school of some sort. But, 
Man, I, yeah, I, I can't believe he, that got past ESPN, especially for two years. This has been happening for that long. And like you said, they got blown out. Man, I, I it, honestly, though, if I got to be honest, it, it kind of makes me want to watch them next time they get on, though, if they do make it <laughs> happen to make it on the next time they, they play on ESPN. I, I kind of want to watch it now. I feel like it's like the water pool, you know? Need a, need a, uh, need a Sycamore's T-shirt, you know? <laughs> Support. They ran a GoFundMe. Yeah. Get this. They ran a GoFundMe, and they've only raised 200 bucks. Oh wow! Is that GoFundMe just started since with all this news? I, I don't know. Bishop Sycamore, yeah, and supposedly they had maybe some JUCO players playing. I didn't hear that exactly, but that's what I was talking to Grant before, and he thought they did. I don't know if they have or not. I know they would own six last year. They've been around only for two years. I mean, who knows who their players are? Like, who are they? I, and- and I and I heard that uh, I heard someone say that there's no such there, you know usually they name bishop whatever after a certain person you know a former bishop you know in history and yeah. there's never been a bishop sycamore apparently there's so never been a bishop that's sycamore so that's that's what I saw on Twitter so yeah I, I I think it's hilarious I think the whole thing is just it I can't remember what that that movie's called but it definitely reminds me of that Jonah Hill movie I'm sure people listening know what I'm talking about. I mean this is crazy when you think about the number one high school team in the country you talk about on ESPN. They've got a team out there that played two nights before. They're probably a fake team. I don't even know if they – I mean, they're doing GoFundMes and everything else. They have a school named after a bishop that never existed. How in the hell does this happen? Like, seriously. Uh, it just baffled me, Ron. I know I know, we're talking Chiefs, but that got me going. I know you're a, you're a coach as well. Thanks, Ron. No, it's, it's, funny. It's, it's funny you say that because my mom actually just hit me up too asking, have you heard about this? So, yeah, it's, it's a whole story. Everyone's kind of interested yeah. in it. So, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. It is. It's hilarious. Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com. Hey, keep your eye on Traylon Burks next year, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. I think he'd be a good fit for the Chiefs. But we'll talk about that at a later date. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, thanks, Jay. I appreciate you. <laughs> you go, Ron, right there. How do you get duped like this? Like, seriously. Apparently they lied and said they had, like, multiple D1, like, athletes. Yeah, I'll, I'll discuss more of this when we come back. This, this is too good. Thanks to Ron Copper, com for joining us. But this is uh, this is unfortunate. We talk about it next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Bink at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. So this team that uh, played them as the number one team in the country last year was IMG. They got a ton of college talent. They actually played this Bishop Sycamore last year, too. Like, nobody can find anything on this team. They actually played them last year as well. This stuff is funny, man. <laughs> they duped ESPN. Like, this doesn't happen. How does, like, Tom Luganbill or somebody say, like, man, I can't find anything on these guys. I can't confirm any scholarship offers to anybody here. The text line says uh, Bishop Sycamore's initials are BS. They tried to tell us something. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. ESPN, according to uh, one of the articles here, it says ESPN from Fox, ESPN's acting like it was scammed into broadcasting it versus IMG. 
Well, what's IMG say, man? Because this like, they have to have film. They're a great football program. They've got film on everybody. It's in Bradenton, Florida. They played them last year, too. Now, they might have been duped into playing them last year, and they're going to play them again this year. So they beat them 56 to 6 last year, 58 to nothing this year. I, I'd like to know where they're getting their players and why the players haven't talked. And say our school doesn't really exist, but it's a quote online charter school. I love an online charter school. Oh, man. So Max Preps has it, their 2020 schedule. They did play IMG. I mean, if you have a spare second, you should look up the ESPN video that's out there on Twitter somewhere where the announcers are talking about the game, and they're basically like, this is, like, unfair. Like, these are, like, IMG's a bunch of actual athletes. But anybody like would play up on them. Like, Rockers or somebody would play them, right? High school football insiders. Dude, Rockers might beat these guys. No, no, they would beat Bishop Sycamore. Oh, yeah, I'm saying sure. IMG. High school football insiders believe a third-party game broker went out and found IMG and a opponent to fill a slot for ESPN broadcast. It's kind of like finding a last-minute opponent for, you know, boxing or MMA. We've seen the NHL when they've used the, quote, third emergency goalie sometimes, like yeah, an yeah. accountant that just shows up to games because he plays like rec league hockey. We've seen him actually play. <laughs> Regardless, it's too funny. If someone likes high school football, I can enjoy this. Can you imagine playing two football games? Some of these guys were playing both offense and defense yeah, they, they, in Iron three Man. days. Yeah, they played Friday night, then playing the number one team in the country two days later on ESPN. And nobody knows who they are. I wonder if they're even real names. Like, I don't know. You think they have, like, fake IDs? I, I don't know what like they have because IDs? if you go searching them, like, does this guy have a scholarship or not? Like, how do you prepare for this for a broadcast? Like, that's the thing. If you're a broadcaster... I know they're just, you know, doing radio broadcasts since, like, 98. We always had, like, rosters, depth rosters charts. and depth charts from different teams. You'd get information. I mean, right here in Kansas City, we'd get this information, but not a spotlight game on ESPN. <laughs> Give me a Sycamore's t-shirt, man. I'm all in on them. I'm all in on them. I need to hit their GoFundMe. Why the hell not? Coming up next, Sal Perez has obviously been on an absolute tear. The American League recognizes Sal Perez We'll discuss him next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.